1: that we didn't turn our own fucking mics on I mean we've never had to I mean so
2: this Boulder! Is,
3: wow. yeah reset um, it we
2: reset we it we did it ever since uh, the one time I walked out here and like what's up and pointed at the, up, at the upper and there was nobody there I now go hey <laughs> just to make there was no well here's oh they're here oh yeah oh they're fucking here
1: yeah Uh, and they're here for revenge (laughs) i actually told georgia earlier i was like so just be aware it's like a it's a much smaller room so just know if they're quiet (laughs) doesn't mean we're doing bad (laughs) it's Uh, it's just smaller and we step out and i you may have popped my eardrum (laughs) i'm not sure
2: The show won't go on if our eardrums are popped. <laughs> oh, what? Or it would be really
1: funny. Or it would be see if we could. loud and quiet um, at the uh, same
2: time. Last night we were at Denver, and you guys are cooler. <laughs> pandering, pandering, pandering. Uh, hey, this is my favorite murder of the podcast. That's Karen Kilgara. I'm Georgia Heartstar.
1: <laughs> who didn't know who was who? <laughs> I didn't. I'm happy to learn. You are so high on altitude sickness right now, aren't Oh my you? God. I fucking hit that oxygen tank backstage <laughs> so hard.
2: And thank you to the Boulder Theater for coming up. Like, I heard someone needed oxygen.
1: Come yeah. on down. I was like, oh my God. They actually, they actually said, uh, we heard someone was lightheaded. Yeah. Do they need oxygen? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'll have some oxygen. Oh my God. Because I woke up from a nap, which I'm usually like, nap, nap. <laughs> And then I was just like, I don't know what it is. We're going to turn into, it's going to be a blue velvet situation in like a month (laughs) or just like, uh, could we have our oxygen tanks on stage with us, please? Yeah. I know we're below sea level. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We do what we want. We've been blaming
2: everything that's happened on, um, ox on the, what's it called? Altitude. Altitude. Yeah. It's fine. We're fine. Since we've been here. Some real funny w- shit that is not because of
1: altitude. There's oh, my although, shoes hurt altitude. Your shoes hurt. There's been... Everyone's gotten really comfortable with the farting situation, uh-huh. which is just... Belching. I mean, we, were, we used to be so modest. And it's just like, no. their air has to come out of me. And... <laughs> We can't pretend anymore. But I gotta say, it's a little bum because
2: like sometimes I want my, I like fart in a funny way to be like, hey, and like
1: punctuate it and I did it and, <laughs> and, and like nobody laughed. So I was like, did I offend them? Sorry, wait a second. You like intro your fart like a hey and then a fart? No, or?
2: I say a dumb joke and then I'm like, punk, like, you know, just like, to be
1: like, you physically punctuate the joke? Only if I have, have to fart. You do like I'm a... I'm on purpose. You do like an unspoken pull my finger sometimes? <laughs> How come I don't fucking know this?
2: I don't know. Maybe you don't... I've done it many times in front of you and Steven. Uh,
3: Steven!
2: Steven! Oh, Karen. Steven is at home right now. <laughs> oh. You guys would know, we don't, we leave him at home. He's it's not that great. <laughs> it's mostly the hair. You guys don't it's not fall like, for it. We don't tell him he's coming and he's like waiting outside with a suitcase and then we just don't pick him up. <laughs> it's not like that. Maybe next time, Steven. Uh-huh. Oops, we forgot. It's like Home Alone.
1: <laughs> Except he's crying the whole time. Not dead Malone. in the heart with like Macaulay Culkin who's yes. just like no, I don't care um <laughs> Cole Malone with like a mustache and cats <laughs> which would be a better film and you know it he um he has a pet
2: cube which basically means you can spy on who's ever taken care of your cat and that it was like a laser thing and uh he's on it and he like set up basically a hidden camera in my house <laughs> to against, watch the against cats. himself
1: yeah <laughs> he nanny cammed himself
2: yeah wow and I think he can put it online so maybe you can watch cats sleep at some point is
1: is this a new business of yours where you're like and for (laughs) $9.95 you too can watch Stephen Mm -hmm. and my cats sit one cent goes to the uh, ASPCA one cent of
2: every, just one cent total (laughs) (laughs) just one cent will go to every (laughs) we had a vet We had a vet come to the meet and greet yesterday. It was so lovely. And she gave us a ton of pet, like, cool pet toys, which was so nice. Yeah. But you now have to jam into your suitcase. They're the size of dogs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like that you're just bragging about presents now. You're like, hey, so we have some pretty big vet presents right now. (laughs) So, right now, right now, I would... Well, if if it's bragging time, then I would like to brag about my Bigfoot necklace, uh which I... I hit so f- It's funny on different levels. Yeah. Go ahead and tell three of them. Well,
2: <laughs> one is that it's Bigfoot. So you're like, I spotted Bigfoot. You know, so many of them are going to say that. That's like funny. Yeah. 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 It's also funny because it's fucking awesome. And okay. it's also funny because when you saw it, we both bent down and hit heads.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I was like I when I do things like that where it's like I kind of hate everything so when I see something I love I'm so overcome with like how could this actually be happening I go blind to everything else around me so I was just like a bigfoot necklace and, like really led with my skull poor George just like hit. oh look a tiny little and then I and it it had it and I had
2: glasses on so they kind of like stabbed me yeah. in the top but then it was like worth it. it's a great necklace it was worth it I
1: think it was worth it
2: yeah it's
1: okay it's okay
2: um, and then, a so it was at Buffalo Exchange, because this like lovely girl said, you guys should go to Buffalo Exchange. Yeah. That's Everyone really loves good. Buffalo I Exchange. Um, I think they work there. And so we went, and we're walking in the front door, and this girl who's standing there looking like she works there... Uh, yells at us. Shut the
1: front door. So I'm like, because it was like, there's five of us all together, and I was second in. So I was like, whoops, okay. And I just hot outside. kept walking. And we were I'm kind of like, like, fuck. We're you. already in trouble yeah. in Buffalo Exchange. We just and got in and as I'm walking by, I see she
2: has a giant SSDGM necklace <laughs> on. And I was like, no, she didn't
1: mean it like that. Come back. It was, it was as if so she had placed herself in the doorway of the first place we went in denver yeah. to just like shut the front door <laughs> it's very bizarre i think she did it i think
2: she's been stalking us cuz she was like here i have a present that i just bought you like she had bought me so i think she knew we were coming cuz I, I wouldn't accuse that on stage <laughs> <laughs> i would but she I wouldn't lovely. float that theory
1: She's lovely and
2: talented. How would she know where we were? Because she
1: told us go to Buffalo exchange. Yeah, but then what she got she went there opening and was like you know what 10 a.m. I just I'll stand here in the doorway. It worked with my necklace on. You're right. It did work. So I'm just saying anything is possible. Yeah. Um, Thanks. uh, That's my new song. Anything is possible. If you're wearing a Bigfoot necklace, that's in parentheses after that part. Uh, and you
2: expect the worst in people, like they're yelling at you to shut the front
3: door.
1: <laughs> shut the front door, I just take as a, a direction. I yell at you. It's like, it's we, there's all the air conditioning in here. Shut the fucking door. Yeah.
2: You're letting the air conditioning okay. out. Um, We were going to talk about our prayer from last night.
1: we like to do a little prayer before we walk out on stage but
2: before you applaud
1: us, Christians it's not it's a it's an abomination it's not look, we just try to access a being that we think might help us uh, do this correctly for all of you who have waited so long and care so much and send us pictures of yourselves standing around all day and night waiting for the show to start yeah so last night... And we want to like connect
2: because we've been like running around backstage and all these people are giving me oxygen and we're just like... <laughs> okay, it's about you I'm me. getting the defibrillator. It's all crazy <laughs> shit back there. So we want it to be like, all right, you, me, you, mean you, yep. me. And Whole then we tense. just start
1: saying words. We go like, dear, and then we pick a deity that we enjoy. Or like a person. we Or like. just Oprah. somebody fun, yeah. Taylor Swift. And <laughs> last night I said, dear Buddha but there was a that video was playing and (laughs) georgia said i went dear groupon (laughs) and then we're like the prayer's over that's that's all we need to say (laughs) we're ready to do the show that
2: was it tonight was a lot more heartfelt
1: yeah we both journaled and (laughs) feeling pretty good i
2: feel like suddenly i don't want to talk about the house we went to today oh are you kidding me
1: why why do you We went to Mark and Mindy's house. No, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, it's where every murderino in the nation yeah. wants to be. For
2: a minute and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Drive by and everyone goes quiet. And we go. Right, about well, uh, not about you. Not better than us. Uh, we all stared in silence and went,
1: I thought it'd be bigger. Uh, like, as we, were, as we pulled up, we're, like, looking around, and we're kind of like, hmm, we thought they were richer than this. <laughs> Snobs. Immediate snobbery. This is, do pe- does everyone around here own a plane? Because <laughs> this did not seem to be Ramsey-level se- richness at all. They should sell the plane and get a bigger house. That's right. Then you're
2: rich. Or a landscaper. Or don't be horrible.
1: Um... That, and then that's what I said. i <laughs> do be yeah. like that? We sat there for a second and then George was taking pictures and I was like, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to look down. And then I started getting obsessed with all the people that were like out watering their lawns and stuff. Suddenly there was like a man watering his lawn and a mother playing with her child. And I was just like, oh no, this is so dark. And then he, <laughs> then he sprayed us in the face through my roll down <laughs> window and was like, get
2: out you kids, you creeps, what is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it was worth it. It was worth it. (laughs) It's just, I mean, what was going on with that fucking family? Dude. (laughs) And then we found out, we
2: found out they like cemented off the basement. Yes, our Uber driver told us that. Yeah. And, and we Which were just like the best. Well, that's why you couldn't sell it because
1: the monsters who would buy it want the basement. I just love that. I bet you like 89% of the Ubers you get into in Boulder, uh-huh. if you were like, hey, so what do you know about uh-huh. the, the Ramsey household? They'd be like, well, let's go through a list of things. Um, <laughs> my mom was the secretary at the
3: like, yeah.
2: fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, total fuck. Total fuck. <laughs> well, on that note, should we sit down? Oh, yeah. This is a nice little setup. Yesterday, no, I don't want to throw the, the theater under the bus, but...
1: Oh, are you caressing the... I just felt like I needed to have a tactile moment. It's nice. Also, my manicure matches my chair, oh. so... Uh...
2: It's like you're meant to be. Fate. That's your, that's your soulmate. (laughs) Let's go. Fate. You want to go back? Okay. Uh, yesterday at our show, we, they, they, they brought, uh, a high top table, like, from the smoking patio, is what Karen said. (laughs) Just threw it on stage and that was it.
1: (laughs) It was just one of those ones that, like, I've been, like, three pitchers of beer drunk on so many smoking patios and you're suddenly you're leaning <laughs> on one of those I- like a wrought iron those table wrought iron that you can kind of stick your fingernails into the holes <laughs> as you're like what, what am I doing with and my then, life <sighs> but then they're the ones that are
2: so wobbly and you're the one who keeps flush, sloshing pit beer out of the pitcher <laughs> and,
1: Karen <laughs> stop leaning on it like I can't stand up on my own oh fuck Speaking of, really quickly back to Buffalo Exchange where everything happened. Yeah. Um, I, uh, while I was uh, in among the gowns, um, somehow I have this thing where everyone <laughs> yeah. smile. I don't know if it's a muscle spasm or if it's consciously, I don't want myself to drink as much coffee as I drink. <laughs> but everyone smile like, <laughs> I don't know if you do this, you just kind of squeeze your cup and it just flies out of your hand. <laughs> I've done I it so many times. That. Um, I might have a light
2: palsy, but anyway, I walk around a large rack of dresses and just see karen standing near just a pile of coffee it looked
1: like a small pond um and it was uh, honestly time slowed down as it left my hand and it the the, it was like a full rotation upside down and the like like coffee i saw it all like there should, should have been wagner playing underneath it it was so fucking dramatic and horrifying yeah. among all these like gorgeous pieces and I'm just like I'm gonna throw some shit Starbucks around here if no one minds and I think I was like run I
2: told you to run <laughs> now these two lovely like twee <laughs> hipsters came over and cleaned it up
1: I walked over and t- turned myself in I'm just like, we have a major problem I did this. by dresses.
2: We But don't worry, it didn't get on Karen's clothes. It only got on Adrian. Karen's longtime friend Adrian's That's clothes. That's right. I, after... th- I basically threw a cup of coffee on Adrian and... after you
1: told her to change that morning, right? No. Adrian and I <laughs> here's the, here's what it is. Okay. Adrian and I, and this has happened all our lives. My sister Laura and I don't we look alike like you can tell we're sisters, yeah. but we don't look alike, look alike. Laura's best friend Adrian since she was 11 years old, and I look like sisters. It's creepy how much very they, much. for someone who's not sisters and who's not best really friends <laughs> with your sister, and it's creepy. I have not lived in like my hometown for a really long time, so anytime my sister and Adrian go to a party, people come up to Adrian and go, are you the comedian? And then she's like, no, because she's very unfriendly. Um... <laughs> It's her brand. And last night in Denver, we were dressed almost exactly like. Our hair is very similar. And she said so many people were walking up and would get like a foot away thinking that they had seen me before the show. And then they'd be like, no, and then walk away. Imagine how that feels. To be on the receiving end of like abject disappointment 11 times before the big show starts. So and I was she, like, did you tell
2: them you're the sister? And friend? like, no. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm the only one who just needs constant
1: attention and praise. <laughs> Everyone else is like, no, why would I tell them that? The two of them are like, we hate attention right. and we r- refuse praise. Um, <laughs> so this morning when we got up, I got dressed. I took a shower, got dressed, came out, you out of the bathroom. Are you bragging that you took a shower? What's that? Are you bragging that you That's took a shower? That's right. Totally bathed. <laughs> Stem to to stern, thank you. Um, But when I came out of the bathroom, Adrian and I had the same outfit on again. And she got so angry that we once again were dressed alike that she changed her shirt. In it just in a rage. And then an hour later, I threw a cup of coffee on it accidentally. So...
2: So was it accidental? Will it's be the a, question that just sticks in our mind.
1: I mean it's just something to talk about at therapy next yeah. time.
2: That <laughs> you when you got, when you and Adrian go together. That's the right. Therapy. I go to
1: therapy with everyone I know. <laughs> it's necessary.
2: Should What's we? up? Should we
1: do you wanna talk about what, do you, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I want to talk about. I'd like to talk about junior high. Oh, Oh.
2: man. What a time it was. Fuck. We have some slides, actually. (laughs) Look what Steven made. (laughs) Steven, like, made our slides look legit.
1: (laughs) He's earning his keep. That was for you Stephen. He listens to all these recordings yeah. at home after the fact. Yeah. Stephen cut that out. Cut the yeah, cut all this out. Cut the compliment out. The compliment goes. Cheering for you goes. <laughs> and we're back in. <laughs>
0: Visit
2: madeincookware.com That's m a d e i n cookware.com Goodbye, Goodbye. promo code space 80 goodbye. goodbye should we who's first tonight first. shall we get into the shit <laughs> let's uh let's take the, the necessary moment of you turning to your friend that you brought who doesn't know anything about the murder who like because your friend who was in CES got sick and you're like danny will you go with me please i don't want to go alone i have anxiety and they're like, okay, what is it? It's just a cool comedy show. Now you can let them know that here's when the horror starts. Yeah. And we are not bad people.
1: We're good people talking about bad things. Yeah. Ready?
2: And it's your town, so it's your fault.
1: <laughs>
2: Thank you. All right, Boulder. You guys had, I want to say, not, I wasn't, I was impressed and then got stressed out. Because you don't have a ton of, ton. You have like the big one. You have kind of the queen. Queen, which we can't do, obviously. We did it. Yeah, and then alright, but you also have um, you also have a guy named John Agrew. I think I'm saying that right. Okay, so I got a lot of this from a dude named Kurt Mitchell from Denver <laughs> Post's cold case section. What's funny? I was just thinking that maybe he's our Uber driver. <laughs>
1: This dude Kurt Mitchell that drove us here.
2: I wrote, I wrote this on the way over because he wrote this whole thing and he was contacted by someone in the case to like help solve it. Which is pretty fucking, I want someone to please do that for us. But also, but also solve it yourself and then just say that we did it. All right. Can I keep stalling? (laughs) No, you have to jump in. Okay, on July 1st, 1982, Two fishermen who were looking for a good spot to fish in Boulder Canyon discovered, not a mannequin, the decaying body of a young woman who was covered only by a towel. She had 11 knife wounds in her chest and two in her neck. Um, There was a back, her backpack was nearby and police were able to identify her based on that as Susan Susie Becker, Susie is her nickname. Uh, she's 20 years old. Susie was last seen on the morning of June 20th 1982 So like a little less than a month before she was raised Catholic. She liked to listen to Music yeah, but <laughs> Music let's call. It... What, what like, you got? You music? R- Rastafarian, so I'm not gonna be able to pronounce that reggae no, Rastafarian. I can pronounce. It's the Wharton, uh, Naya Bingle. If anyone can do it, it's you guys, Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was kind of like a free, hippie, free spirity Like the, uh, we have. Oh, we have a photo of her. Can you put up the photo of her, please? There you go. Yeah, she was like a sweet little baby angel, hippie, free spirit. Um, okay. So I think I she, take it back down now. Let's not bum everyone up too much. Let's not. Then, how about let's bum everyone out now? Then, a week after Susie's body was discovered, a second body was found nearby. Ninety-four-year-old Orma Smith, Mm -mm. and you can put her picture up. A retired librarian who went missing days earlier. Look at her. That's everyone's grandma from the seventies. Um, A retired librarian, she had gone missing days earlier, was discovered face down in a stream in Big Elk's Meadow, Big Elk Meadows, near Estee Park. Eh.
1: Near Estee Park. Oh, is that it? Is that it? One big sound? Estes Park. What are you doing? Just keep going. Thank
2: you. On July. What? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) What? There's a lot of S's on July 9th, 1982. So two bodies in like eight days, if I can do the math. Um, Okay, investigators got a break in the case on July 15th, 1982, when a 50-year-old man named John Argue, it says it's agru. agru, agru, agru. Agru, agru. They don't know. I know. And I usually don't listen, so. A man threatened, uh, this guy John threatened a 26 year old University of Colorado student with a knife but she had escaped and he was caught minutes later. So I think like she was like, fuck you. And like neighbors must have been like, let's get him. I'm guessing. He was caught minutes later and arrested. John was on parole. Uh, He had moved to Colorado in 1982 after getting out of prison. In 1966, John had been convicted of fatally stabbing his 14-year-old sister-in-law, Susan Marino. Sounds like a dick. He he had dumped his sister-in-law's body in a stream in Illinois and had been sentenced to prison for a term of 20 to 50 years. Guess how many he got? Two. You're all wrong. But he was released on good behavior after 16 years. Because he was a good guy in prison. John turned out to be the, uh, Orma, the 94-year-old librarian's neighbor and a close acquaintance of hers. She was a super friendly woman and she would often let John come in and use her phone to make calls. And he drove her around town on errands. He drove her around town uh-huh. on errands, like they were uh-huh. um He, obviously, became the main subject, and they, when they learned also that he would go hiking in Boulder Canyon, so where the bodies were found. So John refused to speak to authorities and prosecutors, determined there wasn't enough evidence to file charges against him in either Susie or Orma's murders, um, but the attempted kidnapping charges were filed in the case of the co-ed who escaped, and he was convicted of attempted abduction. He remained in prison until 1989, and then 21 years later, 21, yeah. John's niece, Cora Amy, Amy, who lives in Jolette, Illinois, Joliet, Illinois, Joliette? Jolie, I'm Joliet, <laughs> Illinois, became terrified of her of her uncle because he had told her that he had killed an old woman in Colorado. Uh, Just, just chatting. I bet they were drunk, (laughs) right? (laughs) How old was she? Were they the? She was, she she was grown up, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So she got terrified of him because he said this, and he seemed to regret telling her that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah n- the morning after you know the morning after like oh what did I say to John did I tell Megan she should get her lip wax probably no one
1: to tell people they or should it get was her- like the moment after where he's like I killed this old woman ooh, <laughs> ooh. dang it uh,
2: um, so she he started to just like stand outside her apartment at all hours of the night and threaten her so she got um, a restraining order against him um, and he, she said he had said to her, "You know how to kill someone and get away with it? Just become, just become their friend. And then anything police get, they can't use against you because you're their friend, and it was okay for you to be there. It's like you were, it's faulty logic. Yeah, uh, uh, become he's their friend. using a couple rules there, <laughs> or a couple moral fucking." basics yeah. like don't kill your friends. Yeah.
1: He <laughs> yeah. what did he watch growing up? Cuz <laughs> just just fucking just Barney. <laughs> just constant Barney.
2: Yeah. A lot. So um she called crime reporter Kirk Mitchell, the dude whose article I got this from, of the Denver Post, and she asked if he would be interested in writing a cold case blog about the unsolved murder case of her aunt. So she gave him all this information about him and what he, how he had killed his sister-in-law all these years ago and kind of was like, here's all this information, can you believe this person is not in prison? Clearly he made, he did these things. And it was 21 years later. So because of this, they reopened the case. Um, and she called the Lemire County Sheriff's Office Larimer. Larimer. It's obviously Larimer. <laughs> Larimer. What's nice about having a smaller crowd is that you can hear what they're screaming at you. Which I appreciate because now I actually fix these. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that. We should have done a dry run through. Yeah. With pronunciations only. Why? Mm-hmm. Then we wouldn't be this podcast anymore. <laughs> Um, she told investigators about her uncle's murder confession, and they had always thought he was a subject in all these other crimes, so they reopened the investigation. Awesome. Way to go, Kurt Mitchell. I feel like, I feel like he's kind of a hero in this, you know? That he, fuck yeah. Okay. Investigators (laughs) (laughs) learned that he, that, uh, John had several purses and personal items that had belonged to him, to women, but his family had already thrown all the way, all the items away. So, um, I mean, I think they were just like, he went to prison, let's get rid of all this. Well,
1: let's get rid of his purses, yeah. <laughs> they were just like... Yeah. Everyone gets rid of people's purses when they go to prison. He won't use them when he gets out, they'll be out of style. Yeah. He, they're thinking to themselves. <laughs> totally.
2: Um, okay, so DNA extracted from cigarettes that had been picked up near Smith's body, thank God they fucking saved them, I, I de- definitively connected John to her death. But before authorities had a viable case... He died of an overdose of medications.
1: What kind of medication?
2: Medications. <laughs>
3: just, <laughs>
2: just some medication? Pick them. Oxygen. An <laughs> oxygen tank. Oh, oh fuck! no! Fuck! <gasps> I did an oxygen tank and heroin. <laughs>
1: oh, my God, I'm screwed. Why would you combine like that? <laughs> it doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> and it was ruled an accidental death. So... Larimer County authorities officially closed Smith's case, though, the Sweet Angel, um, in 2010, um, but they're, ruled, they're reviewing murders committed in Illinois in the 50s and 60s before uh, John Agrew was convicted of murder, and they're looking at murders in Colorado between January of 82 until he was arrested in August of 82, as well as murders near Joliet, Illinois, from the time he was released from prison in 89, um, his uh, Becker's murder public announcement was made that the case was closed um, so he never got he, they had a suspect, he did it but he never got brought to justice and uh, that's a bummer but at least he's dead <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. and that's that's that was right. John Agrew
1: he self-medicated himself off this planet. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. It's so they sad. think he oh. did other murders before? He had to have. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's, um, that's him. Ha- Hold on.
1: Yeah. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> that's Steven, like, 100. <gasps> I'm sorry. If you part that hair and grow it out on one side and put some nice curls into it and put a cat in his hands, it's over. Constantly be smiling and constantly be nice (laughs) and be so so nice and never touch knives and not want to hurt harm one thing. Yeah, that's him. Dead dead match. (laughs) Oh. Um uh, Yeah,
2: so if you, if anyone was his, I feel like they just need to go back and look at his, like, um phone book and be like, these were his friends. Let's call them and see if they're still alive. Yeah,
1: just start on the phone tree. Totally. And you're like, hey, here's the thing. <laughs> Did that guy ever come at you with a knife or anything? Hmm.
2: <laughs> Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android.
1: Goodbye. Well, here's, I love
2: going first because now I'm just chilling.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Um, here's my thing. Of all the stories that I looked up, I, the, I picked one that actually took place in Denver because it's a story that has all the things that I love, and this is my podcast. So,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'd like to tell you all a story you probably know, because it didn't happen too far away. 36 minutes, right? <laughs> it's, uh, the Spider-Man of Denver.
2: Oh, I don't know this fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I want to make a joke about the guy that starred in Spider-Man, but uh, there's been so many that everyone would be like, that's not real Spider-Man. Toby, what's his name? Uh, All right. Denver, 1941, Phil Peters, a 73-year-old railroad auditor, lives in a modest home at 3, 3335 West Montcrieff Place with his wife in Denver, Colorado. On October 3rd, she breaks her hip and is hospitalized. Uh, so since Phil's going to be home alone, his very lovely, nice neighbor tells him that while she's in the hospital, he can come over for dinner at her house every night. No. know. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> So he does it. He comes over to her house every night for two weeks until... Wow. And she's like, can
2: he... I just don't know how much more I can talk to him about the weather.
1: <laughs> I don't like trains that much. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> oh, um, man. So the night of October 17th, Phil doesn't show up for dinner and she gets really worried. So, because he's 73. Oh. and uh so she goes over to the house to check if he's okay and all the lights are out and the front door's locked and when she knocks... He doesn't come to the door and that makes her more worried because mm-hmm. she just doesn't think he has anywhere else to go. So she gets a bunch of neighbors together and says, I'm worried about Phil. I'm afraid he fell down inside the house or something. I, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's write the scene. Um, <laughs> Phil is such a good friend yeah. and he loves my cooking, she said to her neighbors. Yeah. She
2: really <laughs> just, the reality is she just needed to borrow some milk. Yeah. She was like, guys,
1: guys, gather around. I need to get into Phil's house so I can get some milk. Yeah. I'm trying to make a pie and Phil owes me big time. Yeah. He's eating beef stroganoff at my house every fucking night for two weeks. Hot dish. (laughs) Okay. So the neighbors go all around the house. They split up in my mind and they go all around the house. (laughs) I love this. Checking doors and windows. They're all locked. There's this house is locked up tight. There's they can't get in. So. A girl finds a loose window screen and pulls it open. They figure out a way to jimmy the window up. They basically break into the house. She climbs into the window. Mm -mm. They wait. Beat. Four. Five. (laughs) Also made up. They wait. Screaming. They hear screaming. (laughs) It turns out that she came upon the murdered body of Phil Peters. Mm -hmm. Um... He was half-dressed, he was horribly beaten, he had more than 12 wounds in his skull. Oh, I feel so bad that I was like, okay, he's gonna come over for a hot dish and kill her.
2: Like that's what I thought <laughs> oh, was thought gonna Phil happen. you Phil was the man, That's yeah. why I was like, don't come over. What is she gonna talk about, fucking weather until he murders
1: her? Now I feel really bad, yep. I'm sorry, Phil. It's okay. I just got a message from Phil. He says it's fine. It actually used to happen to him a lot. Okay. He's really, he was really creepy. Um, <laughs> they find the police find his watch and cash on the dresser, so they rule out robbery as the motive. Um, but they also realize and are told and check and see that this house is locked up tight, including the chain being <gasps> across the front door, what? which means that there is a chance that the perpetrator is still in no, the no, house. No, 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 no. Now, in my movie version of this, they all realize it at the same time. The neighbors and the cops, they're in a circle. And they're like, (laughs) well, if that... (sighs) Right? And the cops are like, someone go in there and see. (laughs) Someone should go in there. Here's my gun. The cops, like, to the girl that went through the window, honey, go upstairs. Yeah. See if there's a man hiding. Pass you our nightstick. Yeah. So, the cops start searching the house. And... uh. They, they scour it. They look every single place for somebody that could have just murdered Phil Peters that's hiding in the house. How creepy would that be? No. Um, but they can't find anything. They, the whole place is empty. No one is in there. The only thing that they find that's even like of interest is an, like a trapdoor for an attic, (gasps) but it's so small that there's no way a person can get up there. So they're like, all right, well, we don't know what happened. No, it's not relevant. Well, I mean, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So. Uh, they're baffled and the case comes to a standstill. Now, meanwhile, Mrs. Peters, whose name I never learned, because who gives a shit at what the wife's name is? Um, She's joking. joking. It's not what I'm saying. It's I literally checked like seven articles and she was always Mrs. Peters.
0: Yeah.
1: It was 1940. Let's all be grateful that we live in 2017. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mrs. Peters has been in the hospital with a broken hip. Hey, honey, we have some Her husband gets you. murdered, yeah. A nurse is like, I have some news now. Open your mouth and put a pill in it. <laughs> Just take this pill.
2: Um, we don't know what your name is, but open your mouth and take yeah. this pill. Nobody knew what her name was. That's was why they didn't. Mrs. Peters? <laughs> yeah.
1: Her name They're, was Mrs. They were like, Judy? Judy. No, Eiffel. it's not Judy. Sounds right. Um, so, she has to go home now in the amount of time between uh the murder and um mrs Peters still being in the hospital um the neighborhood hood starts to get kind of freaked out yeah because neighbors start hearing noises in the house <gasps> and then the cops come and they check the ho- whole house and there's nothing there Let's
2: for also forget about that thing again in the ceiling goodbye oh, oh good call good call
1: um bookmark that one yeah um then there's a group of kids walking by when, one morning uh, one snowy morning, lies, it's snowing morning uh, lies and they look up and they see no, no, a ghoulish no. face looking out the window at them no <laughs> don't um, ever look up children should
2: never look up look
1: down always <laughs> so they uh again call the police The police go in, search the entire house and nobody's there. Um, so... So then, basically, the neighborhood starts talking that the Peters house is haunted by Phil Peters, who got murdered inside the house. He's still in there. That's gotta be it. His body's... Oh, you mean that... (laughs) It was winter. (laughs) You mean the ghost. (laughs) Got it! The cops are like, we're just gonna leave him here for a while. Figure some shit out. So by the time Mrs. Peters returns, Gladys Peters returns to the home. <laughs> Gladys Peters. Um, that has a nice flow to it. Gladys like, Peters. I think that's it. Um, by the time she gets back, the whole she knows on the, uh, that the whole neighborhood thinks her house is haunted. Um, but so she uh stays there. Oh, I actually think the real thing that happened is she was there. And in this one article I read, it said. Uh, while she was in the house, she was startled and she fell and re-broke her leg. Oh, honey. Yeah, fucking Gladys. She's had it hard. Oh, man. But I to like, the startled thing. I was just like, startled by what? A face in the window. Yeah. So. Well, she probably—they
2: probably like, they probably shouldn't have said, Hey, there's a ghost of your husband in the house. <laughs> See you later. Go ahead and in there. <laughs> then don't every single worried. thing she does, she's like, Whoa! She's like <laughs> yeah, fucking Vera from scare Alice. the
1: shit out of an old woman <laughs> with a fucking broken hip. Yeah. How about? Back then, they didn't care. They were like, we don't care what your name is, and we don't care about your hip at all. <laughs> so... She hires a nurse to stay with her. And the two of them start hearing noises. The nurse is like, no. The nurse is like, I mean, it sounds... What's that? (laughs) So at night, they both are hearing... The nurse thinks there's something in the walls. They're hearing something in the walls. And at first they think, oh, it's like... What everyone says when you hear noises, the house is settling. No. Bullshit! I'm like... (laughs) It's 400 rats. That's yeah. the first thing I think.
2: Or it's bees. <laughs> it's so many bees living inside your home. Or it's a murderer. <laughs> is what everyone in this audience would think. Right. <laughs> and
1: I bet they're correct. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Page two. <laughs> um, so. Uh. Sorry. I had to find my spot. Okay, fuck. Here we go. The nurse gets up one night because she hears a noise. Uh Uh-uh. Stay in bed. (laughs) (laughs) She walks uh, out of her room and down and she sees on the back stairs a thin, filthy wretch and when she came upon it, it chattered its teeth at her. (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. How do you even do all that? All caps. Can you see that? Yeah. All caps. It shattered its teeth. How do you do that? Horrible. It's nice with your teeth because you have nice teeth. <laughs> but I have good ghost teeth. <laughs> they're all I short and scary. Picture
2: them like they're all pointed. Yes. Like, File them down. Shave down. Oh. Okay.
1: It's for the movie, yes. it's, for the movie. <laughs> okay, <so laughs> it's for the movie. I wrote this. And right after letting the police know what she saw that night, she pieced out as far as she was humanly possible. <laughs> so she the, out she was like, no, thank you so much. She left and Mrs. Peters, Maureen Peters is by herself. <laughs> so a kindly neighbor perhaps the same one making dinner for every fucking buddy comes over and she's like I'll stay with you no take her out of the home and take her to your house they're like it's like every it's like every haunted house movie where it's like you know what we're gonna make this work they always do that go to a hotel they're like I I know we saw a child with like all black eyes trying to give us a message but let's make it work
2: yeah but maybe I won't maybe I won't see that yeah like wheel her over in her gurney (laughs) to Your house where you like to cook
1: and sleep there, maybe take her against her will in her gurney where she's strapped down. Yeah, Mrs. Peters. Nice hot dish, not an individual, but a wife only. Right, and then I love that everyone's just like, I'll come. (laughs) No, okay, so sleepover. Here's the nice neighbor and Mrs. Peters, like. Come on, those aren't real. Several nights later, the neighbor hears something rattling around in the kitchen. Like, are you surprised? Is she surprised at this point? Well, no, in fact, she is quite brave because she gets up and she runs to the kitchen without turning on any lights.
2: Yeah, yeah. Please tell me she has four knives in her hand. (laughs) Like, that's the only way I'd be impressed by that. If she's just like- She has scissor hands. She slept with knives taped to her hand. <laughs> yeah. right? It was the only thing that was going to make a difference. Like, hope she didn't have an itch on her face at any point. <laughs>
1: uh, when she gets to the kitchen, she sees a ghost standing at the foot of the stairs. It's uh, not, no she said one. it was a filthy wraith-like thing <gasps> that vanished when she screamed. Vanished because he like ran to the side. <laughs> they, didn't, they don't. Just actually, just did a nice sidestep. Yeah. She said vanish, but yeah, he just sidesteped. <laughs> he crab walked out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote, long story short, Mrs. Peters went to live with her son in Western Colorado. Finally. So, that was it, that last one was it. They gave up. They're like, fuck this noise yeah. all over the place. I could have told
2: him that from the beginning. <laughs>
1: From the, I could, from the point where you
2: find a dead body in a house, don't sleep there anymore.
1: Yeah. It's true. Yeah. But I think back then it was like you buy your house and you pay off your mortgage mm-hmm. and then you're retired. And then you and your husband that used to work at the railroad yard or whatever. Who's not dead? Stay who's, there. <laughs> the one... Okay, got it. I'm just trying to i'm just trying to talk you through it sorry i'm no, mad no no i mean <laughs> i'm clearly really i just wanted angry. you to see the logic of staying in a house yeah. where multiple times yeah, yeah. people have spotted ghosts uh-huh and heard terrible things uh-huh that keep and, happening and where
2: terrible things happen so stay living there i guess i've only lived in like apartments in my life so i don't get like <laughs> Do having like- an attachment
1: to a house <laughs> in any way I'm like change it great um okay we we don't know why people make the decisions they make but this is what happened so finally now the house is just sitting empty okay there's but because of the rumors of the paranormal uh or something going on there the cops stake the house out every once in a while ooh. so one night on July 30th
2: 1942 ooh that sounds
1: fun right <laughs> stake out in the 40s stake out in the 40s imagine the coats and the smoking with the <laughs> sunflower seed piling up Ding. On it. Fucking big old, a huge car. A car that's three times the size of any car now. A slurpy size of like popcorn thing size
2: of hot black coffee. Yes.
1: (laughs) But it's got popcorn in it. Yeah. (laughs) That's how they used to do it. (laughs) Coffee. (laughs) Uh, At
2: Starbucks, can I have a grande black popcorn coffee? Extra butter. (laughs) Extra butter. (laughs) That's going to be a thing.
1: Um, Okay, so... As they're sitting there watching the house, the mailman comes walking up the street, light of day, normal day on July 30th, 1942, and as the mailman (sighs) walks up, one of the cops, who's still looking at the house, he doesn't give a shit about the mailman, he's still looking at the house, he sees the the curtains pop open and a face look (laughs) out. And right as it happens, he nudges the other cop, and the other cop turns to look as the curtains close. So they're both like, it's fucking on. Like Donkey Kong. They get out of the cop car. At what point? <laughs> at what point does that first cop
2: change the pants that he peed <laughs> in?
1: all I can picture is the face of that face that comes up yeah. really fast and goes away in the exorcist. That's all I'm seeing when I think about this oh. face. Bah. Really fast. So, but this
2: time with like flowered curtains, lace flower curtains, 40s curtains, right?
1: Maybe even a paisley, paisley print, or just a faded linen. Mm. In the film, now the two cops get out and run to the house (laughs) while Katrina the Waves, "Walking on Sunshine," plays, (laughs) because it's my film, and they get oh they whistle they whistle their cop whistles for assistance which is precious and then let me can you do it what can you whistle i want to hear it
2: well they have whistles but oh, they have whistle thank you not, i get it
1: no i asked um, her and i can't whistle so when the audience is like wait i can whistle um, they have a whistle I get. Oh, got it. I get it Um, now. (laughs) Maybe they had whistles too. They're like, "This is from 1940, fucking too, asshole." I bought it on eBay. It's the one from the murder. (laughs) They go into the house immediately, hit with a wall of odor. It has like an animal smell inside the house, a supposedly empty house for three months. Um, They start. They head upstairs and they start searching. And as they're you know walking down the hallway, scared. Maybe they're new. One's old, one's young. <laughs> you sure uh, he's about to have a baby. Like his mom said, a baby. About to have a baby. This one's about to retire. Right. He's too old for this shit. You've seen it. You love it. As they pass a doorway, one of them, I like to think it's the one who didn't see the face, so it's even. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of them yeah. passes the doorway, sees a closet door shut. <laughs> so he goes in He opens the closet door and he looks up and there's that trap door open with some dirty, dirty feet hanging out of it. (laughs) Right? We told them to open that door, remember? (laughs) Told them and they didn't listen.
2: Oh my God, Karen, I I forgive you for not doing I mean, not that it matters.
1: (laughs) They forgive you for not doing a boulder. Think so? Okay, so this cop jumps up and tries to catch a foot. No, don't touch it, ew. Dirty, 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 <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty feet. He instead catches a pant leg and it tears off in his hand and it's like super tattered. Uh, it's shitty. Disintegrates. <laughs> it's just like shitty. tired, shitty pants. I mean... Get I out of here with your
2: shitty that. pants. That's the new look, the new style.
1: Tired pants. Yeah he jumps up again both of his hands catch onto one of those feet and he fucking yanks it down Ooh. out of the attic i know it feels like a victory uh oh
2: that means it's not <laughs> and down comes oh my god oh my god oh my
1: god a filthy Lizard. emaciated man in very tattered clothing named theodore comes who immediately passes out onto the floor bullshit that's like playing bed. Oh, you think he's faking it? Yeah. Well, we could, we could play with that in the film. Yeah. Where you're not sure if he's really yeah. lost consciousness. He's lying there and he keeps opening one eye. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a little kid pretending to sleep <laughs> yeah. where his eyes are moving around too yeah. much under his lids. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like this. Someone write, Steven, are you writing down our the script? Um, okay, so, uh, he, this man is in his mid 60s. He's five foot ten and he weighs 137 pounds. Whoa. Quite thin. Yeah. Uh, so the whole of this trapdoor, they say, was a little bit less than three times the size of a cigar box. So it's like dink, 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 however you would imagine. So it's this-ish. No. I think like cigar box like that. A little bigger. Uh, yeah. Uh?
2: Well, then you go, eh? Right? Then you have to go, eh. Don't go wide. They're not end to end. Are they? Oh. It's a square. Like, you're right. I get it. Here's the thing. It's very small. Listen. <laughs> I don't know math. I don't,
1: I, don't, know, I don't know cigars. I don't know cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my two only things I don't know. Shit, sorry. <laughs> should have briefed you. It's a fucking tiny hole. Teeny, tiny. Uh... So they go up. Uh, it was so they go up and they're like, we can't, they can't even get up into the attic. The hole is so small because they're normal-sized men. Do we have any pictures yet? What Do we have pictures? Oh, maybe. Could I throw a picture up? Let's see what happens. Is that him? There he is, all cleaned up. That's the cleaned up. That's the ghost. He looks like a bummer. He's just really dry and sarcastic Yeah (laughs) He's he's in a band
2: Real angry eyes He actually looks like what Mimi looks like most of the time Just grumpy as fuck Aww
1: (laughs) Mimi Get him away from me Okay, so they look up into this attic. It's got a single light bulb hanging from a wire. He's got a bed that's made of an ironing board. Oh, okay. Masochist. Oh no, no, no. He's got like a little bedding. He's got a bunch of megal torn-up magazines everywhere. It just said magazines in my movie. Those are straight up triple X porn magazines. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's, he's not right. looking through, like, boy's life or whatever.
2: Or what's, the, uh, what's one of the, like, 1940s, like, movie
1: star? Well, it's not that. You will call it movie star f- because we won't be able to clear anything else for the movie. Totally. Right? Totally. Okay. <laughs> and it smells so bad. Oh, God, he's been shitting in there, hasn't he? Because he's been shitting and pissing up there.
2: There's a toilet downstairs. But the flush! Um. Okay. So Did you said what the flush? No, of course you didn't. Why would you say that? What the flush? No, that's I said not a,
1: that's a that's a me, not a you. <laughs> uh, okay, so they have to take him to the hospital because he is so thin. They think he's going to die. Um, when he's released from the hospital, he's brought into the police station for questioning. So he tells them the story. Um He so as a child, he suffered from such bad health that doctors told his parents he wouldn't live to see his 18th birthday. And for
2: some reason, they told him that? Uh, yeah, they're like, don't get attached to anything.
1: (laughs) Don't tell your kids that. They're gonna die. They're like, don't sweat the small stuff and we really mean that. Like, (laughs) really, or the big stuff. Try not to sweat. It's bad for you. (laughs) So, So he quits school, which I would too. Um, (laughs) Somehow he learns to play the mandolin, which is actually kind of perfect. That's great. He is in the mandolin club in Denver, which I'm sure a lot of you are in also. Um, And that's how he met Phil Peters 30 years prior. Whoa. Yeah. So he was a very sickly kind of young man that didn't do that much and, you know, had a hard time breathing. I was like... Oh, baby. So, <laughs> Except he's
2: a murderer. That's <laughs> your <laughs> response. He's a murderer.
1: Your response is, oh, baby, and mine's, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> Ugh, he can't breathe God. or something. Calm um, down. <laughs> Calm down with your sickness. Uh, <laughs> He, when he got older, he at one point worked in ad sales. He was also a bookkeeper at the Denver Brass Works. Axe sales. Yeah. Ad sales. Axe body spray sales. It was. <laughs> they invented it in 1939. Ad sales. You said. It just, <laughs> it just smelled like cigarettes back then. Ad, advertisement sales. So, but his poor health prevented him from ever establishing a career, Uh and so he basically spent most of his adult life as a transient Um, So by the fall of 1941 um, 30 years later, he had just been had been out uh, like on the road traveling around um, uh, And he had been doing it for so long and just getting sicker and sicker because he was spending winters outdoors Do we know what he had? Just like just shitty lungs (laughs) in the in my movie, the doctor will flip open a like a thing and be like, "We're so sorry, Theodore. You've got a case of shit long
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: and then he'll cry
2: your lungs uh, that technically just fucking suck yeah i mean that's there's it. no
1: there's no upside, no cure <laughs> so." He was back in the Denver area, uh, around October of 1941, and he knew he could not survive another winter outdoors. So he thought, oh, maybe if I go to Phil Peter's house, he will help me out. But when he got to the house, nobody was home and the front door was open. Cause Mildred got, he was with Mildred in the hospital. That's right. You have a you. What?
2: There's a, is it the my ghost guardian of angel?
1: Help. Wait, I have some wishes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so he opens the door and he's like I'm just going to steal some food because yeah. I'm fucking starving yeah. I'm 5'10 and I weigh 137 yeah So that's like what I wear
2: nope that's what I
1: weigh <laughs> oxygen
2: <laughs> but I'm 5 shorter than that you're so. 5 shorter <laughs> so that would be real thin
1: it would be tough yeah but you could go into attics whenever you wanted. That's true. <laughs> Upside. So. <laughs> so he said he went in, he stole some food, and then he realized this was this opportunity, so he started looking around the house. Um, and he saw that trap door, and he was like, this could be the way that I don't have to be outdoors for the rest of this winter. Or
2: you could have waited for Phil to get home, and then I'm like, hey, buddy, I really need a place to stay.
1: Yeah, you. I mean, you could. Maybe Phil was just like half a dick. Yeah. Maybe Phil was just like he was like kind But he would hold it over you. Mm. So he'd be like sure you can you can stay and have a banana And then you need a. And then, it, then it just stares. Yeah Just stares. okay, we won't put it in the movie fuck <laughs> the people have spoken Okay Who plays Phil? Good um, <laughs> I love this. I love this. Let's work with
2: this one for a minute.
1: I mean off the cuff. I wanted to say Bill Pullman
2: Is he but he's older?
1: Isn't he an older man? You think he's older than Bill Pullman?
2: No, I think Phil. I think Phil's in his 70s Right, so let's go ahead. Right? He was
1: 73? Or then we're doing Tommy Lee Jones as Phil. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. It's real. It's gritty. <laughs> And I just like him. One time in L.A., um, we were driving up. Uh, I think it was.
2: You're looking at me like I'm going to just start naming
1: streets. Well, I mean, that would be the fun, that would be the fun thing. Coenga, <laughs> no. Los Feliz what no. area. It was. Santa Monica. I think it was Doheny, where Doheny. the um, Four Seasons is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, yes. We're we're driving up it and there's a little bit of traffic and the Four Seasons Hotel, which is very fancy as you well know, is right there where lots of celebrities go to just hang out and as we were stopped in traffic, I looked up and there's a black Mercedes and the window rolls down. It's fucking Tommy Lee Jones and I went like this. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he gave me the old fucking sailor salute.
2: That's a good one. And even in LA, you guys think we see... Like, we don't see a lot of good ones. No. There's very few. Few, few good ones. Yeah. We,
1: there's You'll see some people from the CW. <laughs> They're beautiful. They're very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And similar. But a, <laughs> but a, a TLJ, you're not going to get uh-uh. that every day. It uh-uh. was fucking magic.
2: I saw Simon Cowell. What? <laughs> but on, uh, out the window of the car I was in, I was in the passenger side seat, and... Uh, I saw him, he was, he pulled up next to us with his window rolled down, but unfortunately I didn't see him um before I had belched loudly
3: <laughs> out
2: the car window, right, as fucking Simon Cowell pulls up in his, like, whatever, like a, you know, a car that, Masa- I don't know, Maserati, what do people drive that are, yeah, ma- everybody drives Maseratis, <laughs> <laughs> that's a Corvette, I don't fucking know, you know, did he love it? I just hid. He was like, it's a little pitchy. (laughs) A little pitchy. (laughs) Yeah, he ignored me. Well,
1: then I just will say, you're juicy. We'll just keep doing this. Yeah. One time on Laurel Canyon, I'm up to trying to take a left onto Ventura, you know, and (laughs) it's where all the studios are. It's literally called Studio City. And uh, as I you know, it's very nerve-wracking to make left-hand turns in Los Angeles And I just moved there like probably two years oh, yeah. before it's very scary You it's have busy. to you have to really you have to attack the intersection You have and to really everyone's take your space fucking pissed at you
2: behind yeah.
1: you You can't win. You always do it wrong. It's bad yep. So I'm out there really trying to like take my place in the world <laughs> of this intersection yeah. Well, who comes up in a light blue jag, but mr. Clint Eastwood <gasps> all the hot gruff older ones. I get this fucking manly man. And he was, because the sun was shining in his eyes, so he was like... (laughs) "Oh!" (laughs) He looked like he was doing a Clint Eastwood impression the whole time. (laughs) It was fucking so rad. It was so rad. Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Yes. Another
2: gruff fucking... I'm just yelling, saying his name. No, I saw him once. <laughs> what if I was Did you like, see him? Yell, yeah, I walked right into him. We were at a book. Remember when there was a Borders in La Angeles? <laughs> you guys remember? Remember? Uh, I was walking around around the corner, right into someone. And, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. Oh, he caught his He was so polite, and then Angelina just gives me this stink eye when she walks by. Are you?
1: They were in Borders.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, you tried to walk into my husband. Yeah, I, you did, like, girl. I did not. Did you? I did not. Did he they... wears a vial of your blood around his neck. I know, it was just a... That's disgusting.
1: What? That is so goes against everything they were doing at that period oh, of borders? time. Oh,
2: Yeah, they wanted a book on
1: how to keep your marriage sane. <laughs> or they're just getting, like, one of those, like, map books about hiking. She's <laughs> like, don't tell anyone we bought this. We're into um, nature. I,
2: well, lastly, most beautiful woman I've ever fucking seen in my, like, in person in my life. I mean, next level. Don't clap. Next <laughs> level. Just that was all I took away from that.
1: Anyways, where were we? Oh, oh, Angelita Jolie. Yes. I thought you were building up to who that person oh, was. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, yeah.
2: who she, could it be? She was so beautiful. Also, like, 5'3", though. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. Go I ahead. thought she was tall. I know. They make it seem that way, but she's not
1: they're all very small they're tiny human beings when you go there if you, if you run into a celebrity you go to Los Angeles you run into a celebrity you're, you will think they're in grammar school at first <laughs> it'll like t- yeah. a- Alyssa Milano same deal she yeah. was the first celebrity I saw in LA Teeny and tiny. it immediately made me want to quit what I was doing because I was just like oh you have to be 4 foot 8 yeah And have a giant head 67 pounds yeah, yeah.
2: that's but, the only reason we're not famous you guys
1: <laughs> I have a huge head and we're <laughs> persisting we're persisting all right Back to the film that everyone's been talking about at Sundance <laughs> Okay, so when he's being interviewed by the cops um, He basically says he never meant to harm Phil, but once he was in there he like his thing was, he's st- for the first, so he all, all together, he was up, up in that attic for nine months what? living inside those people's house
2: Oh my god! for
1: nine months. And at first he would just stay really, really still. And if he heard, um, anybody downstairs, he would just freeze and stay still all day. But, um, when it was still fill in the house after a little while, he got bored and he said he would sneak down. At first he would sneak down at night and eat scraps. He would eat out of the garbage. Mm. He would stick his finger in the jelly jar and eat it. Ah. Go back upstairs. Also, who eats jelly raw like I plain. mean, it was the 40s though. That's true. We'll establish that at the beginning that everybody eats jelly all the time. <laughs> right. They fucking love it. Right, right. With a spoon. Yeah. That's dessert at that lady's house. Okay, everyone gets a spoonful of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> And off to bed. Can I play the lady who cooks for him? Of course. Thank but you. the lady that cooks dinner? Yeah. A hundred percent. But you. you have to read for it. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh. Well, then I'm No, that's getting how it, it is down there. It's show business. Yeah. Look, I love you. I want you to be part of it. But
1: the execs are... I mean, it's... it's it was these, my choice. There's so many... The line producer has to see the performance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guys, let's not, focus. Not
2: fair. <laughs> is everyone dying right now? No, we're good. Okay. No, they're um, not. Um...
1: Okay, so, but then he gets bored, right? So then what he does is he starts sneaking down when Phil is still in the house and shadowing him as he walks around the house.
2: Everything up until then was like, oh, okay, that sucks. But now I'm like, oh, you're fucking crazy.
1: Yes, because he said, uh, the quote is um, that he didn't want to hurt him. Mm. And shit, I'm not going to be able to find it because I've I've gone so far into on my show business fantasy that I have no idea where I am in this document. Make up a line. He... <laughs> oh, that's right. This is my movie. You can say what the fuck you want. Um, he basically said, uh, 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 there it is. There it is. Are you sure about that? Uh, yeah. No, I'm just reading to myself now. What a great story this is. God, this is fucking crazy. She um, just stopped reading to the audience. He said, <laughs> "Then I got bolder, and I used to shadow him from room to room. It was sort of a game. Gave me a thrill. It was the first time in my life I'd ever had anyone at my mercy."
2: Oh, that's not a game. It's also not at your mercy because he, he's choosing to watch fucking Ed Sullivan or whatever. You're yeah, he's pushing. living his
1: life. He doesn't yeah. know you're there. You're not. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's so Theodore. Um (laughs) But then here's the rest of that quote. I didn't want to hurt him. It was miserable hot in the summer and my feet froze dead in the winter in that attic, but it was all part of the price I was willing to pay. I guess you can I I can't tell you why I stuck it out. I guess because I was in a world all my own. I used to go down and look out the window and watch the postman go by. Mm. Nobody's written to me in twenty five years. Whenever I saw people on the street, I hated them, and I'd go back to my attic. I relate. Nobody's
2: written to me. (laughs) No, if if only he had gotten one letter. If only (laughs)
1: Bill was like, oh, this is for you, Chad. Even just a bill or something. Yeah. But no, he was just mad about mail. Everyone's got their reasons, you know? (laughs) Um, and then he said about the night of the murder, everything would have been all right. And Phil Peters would have been alive today if he hadn't caught me robbing the icebox. Oh, it's his
2: fucking fault that you broke in and yeah. murdered him. Phil
1: was asking for yeah. it. Uh, it was him or me. I thought he'd gone out, but he was taking a nap. I hit him with the stove shaker. which What's I that? I've looked it up so many, I cannot figure out what a stove shaker is. It's you like sh- a grate or something. You shake the stove with it. In my movie, it's just going to... It's going to be, like, a huge... Uh, like, an iron statue.
2: Okay. Well, I like the kitchen angle, though. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be a cast-iron skillet? Okay. I'm not... Listen, I, I'm like... Suddenly, it's my movie, too. But this is all you. I'm just No, I mean, a... I want to work with you.
1: Okay. I, 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 God. I, I want Dude. to collaborate.
2: All right. Let's keep with the... I think... <laughs>
1: So he him with a skillet. To work with. <laughs> I don't know how, but... Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about the hot dish uh, tray that he had gotten from me next door? It comes back around corny.
1: She makes casseroles in a cast iron square right. that weighs 200 pounds. Right. Please return this when you're done, Phil. <laughs> and don't break a bone. Oh, Phil. So hit him with the stove. Cast iron skillet when he tried to run for help Aww. when it was over. I ran to the attic I was sitting on the trap door when you were pounding on it from below the night you found him so They actually like went and were like, what's this and then we're like, oh, we can't open it and probably so then that means It doesn't matter. All right guys follow through <laughs> Just Everyone life lesson follow through follow through I spit uh, so he theater commies Do we have any more pictures? Steven sent him. You might not.
2: There we, are. There we go.
1: What is it? I don't, oh, it's a trapdoor house. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is the attic. Look at that guy's 40s hair
2: all greased there's up. That,
1: there's the light on the, uh, on the wire. Look at that
2: guy's grease using Dapper Dan
1: in his hair. Here's some... This is some pee. <laughs> there's his ironing board bed over there. Man. And, uh... Wow, that's depressing. Okay. <laughs> Um, He confessed, and he was convicted and sentenced to a life prison in the Colorado State Penitentiary. What if I pronounce Colorado wrong? Uh, (laughs) He went in on November 18th, 1942, and he remained there for 23 years, and eventually became the prison librarian. All right. I mean... He died in the prison hospital on May 16th, 1967, and the local press dubbed him the Spider-Man of Moncrief Place, which was the street he lived on, because uh, when Detective Fred Zarna looked into the attic, which is probably that guy with the rad hair, (laughs) he said a man would have to be a spider to stand it so long up in that place. There's your story, everybody. That was fun. That was nice.
2: I cannot tell you how glad I am I don't have to follow that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right? It was great. You gotta go to those old creepy ones. I know. I never did the old creepy ones. I'm always like, here's a new one. It'll bum you the fuck out. Because <laughs> it's recent. You're, one of you
1: are probably related to this person it's I'm talking about. It's super real. Yeah. You're gonna hate it. Yeah. Um, all right, should we do a hometown Let's murder? Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's do it!
2: Hold on. I feel like we have to pick the person not who's raising their hand, but who everyone around them is pointing at. What's that? We should pick the person not who's raising their hand, but who all their friends are going because they're like this fucking girl. Oh right, stop talking good idea. About Okay. There's one there.
1: Karen, mm-hmm. what about her? No, 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 that's They've had enough. I'm not They've allowed. They've had enough time.
2: She doesn't let me.
1: Let's do you in the white shirt. It's just become a rule that I don't get a pick. Is Vince on the side? I there think, he is. Oh, there's Vince. You have to go this way.
2: This one? Oh, oh, oh.
1: Just, she said,
2: just turn it on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see a thing. See just it? use the microphone the way it's supposed to be used. Vince is here. I swear to gosh, there's no on switch on that thing. We are not just that. Oh hi! The husband uh, did it! (laughs) Look at her shirt! Her shirt says the husband did
3: it. Can I have that? You can't read. Yeah, you can't read. I have been using my college skills to cram. Uh Uh-huh. But I failed most of the tests when I did that, but maybe. I can. Just remember it. One. Just talk it out. Right. You'll be fine. Yeah. Wait, so, what's your name? My name is Megan. <laughs> Hi, Megan. Bleep it, Steven. Bleep it. Bleep <laughs> oh, it. Uh, last name?
2: Uh oh. No, you really don't get a, no one fine. gets to yell at Steven.
3: Um, um, yeah, that's our job. Um, where are you from? <laughs> I am from Ogden, Utah. <laughs> Great. I trekked here with my cousin, Kara Elizabeth. Hey, ladies. She's been a fan from the beginning and said, you've got to listen to this podcast. Good job. We, It's our thing. Thank you. We owe you $20. Between Ebola and uh, my favorite murder, we're the weird ones in our Mormon family. You have Ebola? Um, You have Ebola? No, we like it.
2: (laughs) The disease?
3: Yeah, we like to read about it and then pretend like we what have it. What does it, it do? Somewhere. Does it just deteriorate? It's bad shit. Ooh, I love it. Your eyes will bleed. <gasps> okay. Listen, think... if you survive 10 days, you're in the clear. Okay. Okay. All right. All tell right. the story. Okay. So Ogden, Utah is, uh, this is the really big time murder in Ogden. I'm going to brush over it cause it's pretty grizzly. Great. If you want to know more, you're here. Yeah. We'll give you okay. some links at the so end of the show. So my mother went to high school with the survivor of the hi-fi murders. Oh, the Ooh. hi-fi murders are like so it. fucked up! It is... I've never heard of this. S- I, I have hi-fi, written it. Hi-fi murders. I hi-fi. have written it to do it. Uh, and then, uh, then I'm April like, 24th, oh, <laughs> i April 24th, nineteen seventy. I crammed! And, I, and to my fourth up. grade teacher mother, who okay. will listen to this yeah. at a later date, I took a cookie today, Uh-oh. but that was, that oh, was, that was at noon, no, that was at noon, the, we have great video of me worried that Karen's going to yell at me, just so don't I'm, talk slow, that's all, I'm talking yeah, really, you got it, really okay. Fast. okay. focus, so, just focus, so uh, 1974, yeah. we've got, uh, I believe her name's Shelly Ainsley, she's 18 years old, she works with Stanley Walker, they are oh, wow. in the uh, hi-fi shop that sells speakers, music, you know, uh, total 1974 thing going on. Yeah, It's closing time. Little uh, 16-year-old Courtney uh, Nasebit walks in and says, Hey, thanks for letting me park in the parking lot while I had to run some errands. He's down there talking with these guys, and that's when these three bastards come in and... Uh, uh-huh. Try to kill these people. They tie them up. They dump Drano down their ears. What? Uh, and mouths. Whoa, well, 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 whoa, so, ma- And mouths down their mouths and ears. They're oh. just the second that it touches their mouths, they're burned. Oh they're my God! Stirred. And but they're I'm sorry. Just right away. Right away. Okay. It's initially the guy that did it said that they wanted some good stuff, some right. speakers and things. But then as they're in there and they've tied them up, he's like, "Hey, wait a minute! I got something in the car." So clearly, he's got an idea what he wants. Yeah, there's They're a little like, bit of pre-planning. Let's keep torturing. So, you know, your 18-year-old doesn't come home from work. Your 16-year-old oh, yeah. doesn't come home from running errands. So, of course, their parents come to find them and see where are my children. Carol Nesbitt comes to find her 16-year-old son, goes down in the basement. Mm-mm. She is tied, uh, given Drano, and shot. Same and thing happens to her. Yes. This then we got Orrin uh, Walker. He comes to find he wants to find his son Stanley, who never came home from work. He comes down there. Uh, they tie him up and they kick a pin into no, his ear. I ears. don't want this part. <laughs> into his ear, you say? Yeah. Okay. This
1: part I don't uh,
3: want. Courtney, Just, but keep going. You can't pause. Uh, Courtney's beat. Power through it. Courtney's beat. In the end, uh, these men decide they're going to just shoot everybody. Everybody dies except for Courtney Nesbitt. Now, this is some bad shit, clearly. But after weeks of investigation, they find the three guys that did it. They are put to death. Yay! They are executed except for the getaway driver, who is out amongst us. And I've tried to facebook the shit out of this guy, but I can't find him. They were in the military. didn't know anything. They were all in the military, right? They were. They all worked on Hill Air Force Base. What the fuck? Which is, you know, the central part of Utah. I mean, it's, and they were stationed there. They said they needed money. Their pay sucked as military. And we do know our military needs to be supported a little bit more. Yes. Child of a serviceman. But anyway, uh, Courtney has lifelong ailments from this. Yeah. He gets married. He has children. He graduates from college. He lived a full life, and he died last year. But I did think it was pretty damn amazing. He still went to high school. He still accomplished things. And, of course, became an advocate for victims' rights.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's
3: (laughs) O-Town. That's O-Town.
2: Girl, you went there. I'm proud of you, (laughs) Allie.
1: Oh, my Take a second. Like, yeah. Everyone applaud. Now. Yay. Yeah. 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 Yay, yeah. Look at her. It. Look at your girl. This is hard to do. It's, it's very hard. Especially with that story. When you're high and that story. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> I need a cookie. No, I know. I know. go yeah, Now, do you have a, do you have a song you want to sing?
3: <laughs> if you want my bug. Yeah. Okay. I need that shirt. Thank, thank you so much. Thank,
2: thank you,
1: cousin. So good. Yes. You are amazing. Yes. That's how we do it. Thank you. Well, I bet the odds of finding somebody in this audience that's not high would be very, very low. Oh yeah, oh sure. Very low. Yeah. I mean these days I bet people just get up in the morning and they're just like a boop, 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 oh, boop. My, right? our
2: Uber driver yesterday is amazing, like hippie chick who probably goes to Burning Man. We were talking about it, she works at a dispensary and she was like, yeah, I have friends who wake up in the morning and have a
1: fucking weed butter on their toast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, have toast and eat and smoke some weed, though. No, you fucking eat it, and then it, like, comes on slow, okay. and then all of a sudden, you're, like, just walking around at work, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> don't stop smiling, don't stop smiling. Everything's chill. Just be chill. Someone asks a question, just say yes. Sit at your desk, put on your headphones. I didn't realize I had that song in wow. me until right now. that was gorgeous. They know. Your What's your next song? That might be. Like, how to deal with being high. Can you... Oh, I did that one already. Can you... <laughs> you have to write it down for me after we're done. Steven. You guys.
2: Uh, this
1: has been fucking awesome. This is the first weekend of our 2017 fall tour. We are what kicking it off. What a great place off. to start. Night two. Night two. Colorado. Colorado. What a great fucking place to start Amazing. this tour. Seriously. Yeah. It's like it's very touching it's very lovely how much support we get yeah. from you guys and love um we really appreciate yeah. it and we very much want you to stay sexy
2: and don't
0: get dirty! bye you guys thank, thank you, you.